0: welcome to disney animation minute essentials where we are submerging in disney's the little mermaid one minute at a time i'm andrew Dorowski.
1: and i'm kestra Dorowski.
0: today we are once again joined by brad from cosmic geppetto welcome back
2: hey guys uh very excited to be back having a lot of fun this week I, I'm uh, so glad I got a chance to uh, be uh, I was just gonna say part of your world but I should it's
1: it
0: <laughs> fair it's fair <laughs>
1: uh
0: and you got you got good prime minutes with a lot of great characters so I'm sure you're not you're not too upset with the uh, selection you got.
2: I'm very happy. You know, I try to I guess it on plenty of other shows, uh, and I try to present myself as like, "Hey, I'm the guy that can come on and talk about anything. You don't need to give me like the prime minutes." Um, I was just on uh, Spider-Man minute with uh, uh, Scott and Zach, uh, also from Dueling Genres. Uh, great guys, had a lot of fun. But I was on like two minutes of board meetings. In that movie, I'm like, okay, that, I, I can make this work. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun, but it was still it was like, you know, I, 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 I'm on Spider Man Minute. I don't actually have any scenes with Spider Man in it.
0: Hmm. Um, it's a shame, but you do get the Little Mermaid uh, in these minutes.
1: And, and the evil. And, and Ursula, Ursula, the villain. And, and,
0: and you get Sebastian, king Trident, the king. You get and, Flounder. You got Scuttle. You got most of the primary characters of this film. So yeah. you got lucky. Today. Today we are discussing minute number thirteen, which begins with Ursula's eyes fading from the screen and ends with King Triton saying, "Ariel, how many times must we go through this?" I for some reason partway through that I was like, "I need to say it like him." Like I can hear it so <laughs> I was clearly. Like,
1: Ariel, how many times must, must we, we go, go through, through this? this? <laughs>
0: like I can hear it so clearly. It's Such a good performance. Uh, minute thirteen of the Little Mermaid. Uh, features King Triton getting frustrated with Ariel because she missed the concert, Flounder cutting in and explaining why they missed it, and King Triton yelling at Ariel when he discovers she went to the surface. How dare she? It's not allowed, obviously. (laughs) We don't yet know what it's like to have a disobedient daughter, but one one day we'll probably have at least a little bit of experience with it.
1: Maybe... I mean, I wasn't really that disobedient, and neither were you.
0: Does she count as disobedient if she kicks when we tell her not to kick? (laughs) Sometimes she makes Kestra uh, run out of breath, and we're like, no, not right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well... Does that count? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She can't really understand...
2: I had a, a theater professor in college who would talk about there's some plays and books and stuff that you sh- you should really read several times throughout your life. And the one example he used was Romeo and Juliet, where when you read it as a teenager, he's like, oh, my God, they're so beautiful. They're so in love. And then when you read it as a parent, you're like, oh, for love of God, kids, just listen to your parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, that's definitely very true now because when this movie came out, I was in high school, and you know everyone just was like, "Oh, it's such a great story." And why doesn't their dad? Why doesn't her dad understand? And why can't they appreciate that she's in love and she wants just to explore this other world? And now I am a father of a five-year-old girl, so uh, I'm just like, "Oh God, Triton! I'm so I feel so bad for you. Why don't these kids <laughs> listen? You just try to do what's <laughs> best for. Her. It's exactly. like I'm on his side now."
0: Uh, I think, uh, another example, a little less, uh, real world, but at some point I realized that I was definitely an adult when I watched Home Alone and I started feeling the pain for, for the, for the robbers instead of the excitement at trapping the house. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was like 24 and all of a sudden I was just like, it looks so painful. Oh, the broken ribs.
1: But also, a lot of the injuries that they sustained should have killed them. Oh, yes.
0: There's, there's uh, <laughs> documentation of all of that. Someone should do a, just a, like a holiday special, uh, Movies by Minutes, and, and break down the Home Alone film. and in, in, But somehow release it fast enough so that it's all around Christmas time.
2: <laughs> well, uh, this is not where I say challenge accepted. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> 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 no, it wasn't fishing for you to get it.
0: Speaking of fish.
1: <laughs> ah,
0: little mermaid uh <laughs> i think that's what we're
1: talking about it, it,
0: the the scene does come back in on flounder uh yes. watching from the background okay this this king's courtroom is suspiciously empty like he has no one there except him ariel flounder and sebastian Shouldn't there be attendance of some kind?
1: You would think. But in maybe, that
0: courtroom. But
1: maybe he's just so powerful that he doesn't really need anybody it else. It
0: makes it seem like this is not a well-run kingdom.
1: Yeah. I mean, he doesn't... I mean, you In the TV series, which we've seen the first There's not many people besides
2: of, Sebastian. Sebastian gets every assignment.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say.
2: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of sending Sebastian to check on her, to protect her. He says like, you know, it's just a small crab, right? And he's your he's your music conductor. I, I don't think
1: and, you're playing and to you're a right, skill and man set in general.
0: Yeah, I think he says at some point in the in the film, he's like, Sebastian, you're my most trusted advisor. advisor. <laughs> yeah, and so I j- I like I think he might be the only advisor.
2: I don't know what happened to everyone else. Uh, yeah, I, I I and first all, I just don't think Triton really understands musicians. They should not be your most trusted <laughs> anything.
1: <laughs>
2: Musicians just want to make the music. Oh, and for God's sakes, a Jamaican musician! Did, did, did he not like? Did, did he not like read Bob Marley's life story? This is not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: but nevertheless, I I enjoy Sebastian, and I kind of enjoy the relationship he has as an advisor to King Triton. I just constantly, I'm like, Sebastian's not the right crab for this job.
1: He's not the right sea creature of any kind. Yeah, like he's so small. He
0: he compu- he composes great music. Yes, they they should let him focus on that.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, but that he that's more like that's when he gets the job later. <laughs> yes, but I when fl- so not flounder. When Sebastian is first seen, as you move from Flounder mm-hmm. to the throne yeah. that King Triton and Ariel and Sebastian are by, Sebastian is crawling on the...
0: He's crawling across, like, the, the back um, edge of the seat, like the the upper edge of the cushion.
1: Okay, I wasn't sure if it was that or if it was literally he was just crawling across, like, a wall.
0: No, I, I always took it as... Um... There's, like, a, a pillow, and that's the edge of the pillow, and then you get to the rest of the frame of the chair.
1: And then suddenly he's on King Triton's head.
0: Yeah, and he climbs up into the crown. Sebastian is a little too comfortable with, you know, moving around King Triton. It's a little odd. I, w- I would think he would want to be a little farther away, but he's he's climbing up in the crown. He gets in his beard. Uh, Sebastian's really upset, and I think he's losing focus of where he's at. No, You,
2: right yeah, you don't mess with the guy's beard. It, it's... And that's a beard that had some maintenance. you got to stay away from that.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: Well, And throughout this whole minute, Sebastian seems quite self-centered. Like, Triton is trying to say that he's upset with Ariel and she's ruined this. And then Sebastian is adding all of these things on. And then he just takes over and he says, this was going to be my masterpiece concert. And we talked last week. We thought that this was supposed to be Ariel's debut. Like... This composition was on behalf of Ariel. She's turning 16. That's a good time for her debut in a royal sense.
2: So, was this Sebastian's big day, or was it Ariel's big day? It, it, it's Ariel's big day, but in Sebastian's mind, it was going to be... Uh, well, this was his opportunity to just show how awesome he is. I, and I, and I, think, I think we're all in Sebastian's world, which I'm okay with, but, you know... <laughs> It's everything is an excuse for him to show his greatness. Um, so when when this girl just completely screws up this magnificent piece that he put together, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's 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 going to be miffed.
1: Yes, and, uh, and he
0: is quite miffed.
1: Yes, he. So King Triton calls it a celebration, which reminded me of. Of last week, us talking about how it was Ariel's debut, but then Sebastian comes in and he's like, "My concert, my concert, my my, my the the pinnacle of my distinguished career and and stuff." He also says, "Because King Triton's like your careless behavior," and then he says, "Your careless and, and reckless. reckless behavior." <laughs> What made it reckless?
0: Because she ruined Sebastian's moment.
1: Because <laughs> I was wondering if, like, reckless was him talking about stuff that they hadn't heard yet, about her going up to the surface and and, and facing the shark and all no, that. No, I think he's but... saying,
0: you recklessly ruined my day. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, this is also the first moment, and I've never heard anyone else bring this up, but I'd say in this minute some of the mannerisms of Sebastian are consistent with a character caricature of a gay man. Like he has a certain, um, poutiness to him that I'd say is, is characteris- characterized in gay men in media where they're like, when they're upset, it gets kind of pouty instead of angry. I can see, and I can see cer- that. Certainly in this movie, Having Ursula based on a drag queen, Divine, uh, they're not afraid of stepping outside the heteronormative uh, representations.
2: He's definitely definitely a diva. He's definitely uh, about me going uh, out of control. I think some of that gets... um... Cut, if you will, by him being Jamaican, and then also the way he was sort of a crooner in "Kiss the Girl," sort of mm-hmm. uh, helps not, not, it not be a over-the-top gay stereotype. Um, but yeah, you can definitely see, especially in this scene, there's a little—you you, can see a touch of that where they're going with the, um, you know, pouty. And especially the way the character's designed. He he's got big pouty lips. For for a crap, he's got some <laughs> big pouty Mick Jagger lips on him. So
0: Yeah, and I mean, this would have been made in the in the mid eighties. It would have been uh, basically impossible for them to have an openly gay character appear in in a family cartoon uh, at the time, and things are certainly different now. And Disney still gets flack when they try to address things like that. And it turns into a big mess. It was a big mess for the live action Beauty and the Beast. And it's a big mess when people try to bring it up with with Frozen. And I would say, well, if, I mean, if you look back at this, like there are some characteristics on display here, which indicates like maybe at the very least, they were inspired by the real world at the time where, you know, there were people dealing with this, but typically closeted. It was it was uh, kept a secret. And so they might have been portraying, this is a character who has some characteristics of this, but we're not going to deal with anything because it's not out in the open in society in general, in, in the, the mid-80s when they were making this film.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. In the mid-80s, yeah. there, there, I was just a, a, a really... Really crazy time because – and it's hard to
1: (laughs) –
2: to my millennial friends, I have a tough time sort of explaining this where now having pretty fully developed gay characters, we're talking at a time when they're bringing back uh, Will and Grace um, and having something like that is – and it's no longer even like – a shocking show that they're doing. this. like, oh, you know, of course, there's no big deal. One of the most popular or the buzziest show is, uh, was it Trans America? The, 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 the one on Amazon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Transparent. Transparent, thank you. Where the main character is, uh, a, a, a man transitioning into, um, becoming a woman. Um, and it's, it's a buzzy show because it's supposed to be very good, but it's not, doesn't have nearly the amount of, uh, uh, pearl clutching that you would have if you tried God, even trying something like that 10 years ago but you know in the 80s and it, it was still something that was very very controversial especially being in the middle of the aids epidemic and how little understanding there was of so much going on uh, so much of that um so yeah it was you would have to play it very very carefully and. Uh, just have everything very much cut by okay we're just have a little bit of this in this scene but he still uh, has the Jamaican characteristics and the crooning and everything so you, no one would actually think that unless they break the movie up minute by minute like we're doing right now yeah
0: i i don't think i ever would have thought of it until we were considering um talking about this movie minute by minute and and i suddenly you know noticed some of the characters and I'm like i wonder but also, there's no way to know for sure what the intentions were of of any. I mean, it it could very well have just been, oh, he's being a diva. Um, he he's he's a creative type, and he's a diva and a musician.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it also could have been uh, some subtle indications of things that weren't accepted then, but are are much more widely recognized now. Yes. Um, I just I... wanted to to bring that up because this is the first moment where I actually. I think about that. And and again, it, there's no way to know really what's going on, um, whether there's any sort of intent to that effect or uh, if that's a, a modern interpretation of something. Right. You, you, it, it's so difficult to tell with – at this point, you, I mean, it's 30 years old, so you have to describe this as a, a, a film in a historical
2: context. It's not a modern film anymore. Right. Oh, no. There's so many things I'm- in this movie that um, just – wouldn't have been – wouldn't be done the same way if there was – if they made an animated um, Little Mermaid film now. There, there are so many things that would be so different aside from the fact that, you know, it leaping right to the end where the day is saved by Eric. Uh, he's the one who, you know, defeats Ursula. Um, and Ariel is saved. And there's no way that would happen today.
0: Yeah, it, it, in a modern context, that's really disappointing <laughs> as, as you watch it. You know, if you watch it from, uh, I, I don't even know when, at what point that becomes really disappointing, but at the very least, uh, a post 2015, uh, kind of environment, uh, watching movies, like that's really disappointing that he hasn't really had a connection to this conflict throughout the entire film, but then he steps in and, and saves the day, and it's like, well, I really wish that Ariel had 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 something to do with that. So there's a number of ways in which this film doesn't quite hold up to the modern standard, um, but at the time it was perfectly suitable to uh, its audiences and, and uh, many, many things do hold up uh, even while there are some glaring concerns um, like what you've brought up.
1: Yes. Uh, Before we move on from, Sebastian, which mm-hmm. would then bring on Flounder right before Flounder comes um back into the the screen mm-hmm. I noticed, and we talked about this last week, but I noticed that mm-hmm. there was no underscore, and last week we were trying to think of if there was any moment so far.
0: Where there wasn't when, any music. Where
1: there wasn't any music. So we at do all. have
0: like twenty seconds of it.
1: Yes, we have twenty seconds where there is no music, and then Flounder comes back in, and the music starts back up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just wanted to point that out.
0: I, I I think they probably pretty judiciously choose when to not have music in this film, and for the most part, they choose yes, music.
1: Yes, Flounder, as he comes in, man, what a swim! <laughs> not to quote Scuttle from last week, <laughs> but. Man, F- like he suddenly Flounder, just gets in there. Flounder says he's not a fast swimmer.
0: He he went pretty fast here.
1: He was really fast.
0: Uh, and then he so he starts defending them, and he is very bad at this because he leaves out basically every significant detail except for the things that might get them into trouble.
1: He's like. And then the shark came. And and like, <laughs> and, ah! and and and, <laughs>
0: and King Triton and Sebastian just kind of look at this. and They're like,
1: they're like bored.
0: Like, this is Flounder. He He's telling a story.
1: He's not he's a great storyteller.
0: He's leaving out basically everything except like, and we are attacked by a shark. You're going to get in trouble for being attacked by a shark, potentially. And then we went to the surface. You're definitely going to get in trouble <laughs> for going to the surface. So he's leaving out every detail.
1: And so many except, words.
0: Except for... The ones that are bad.
1: (laughs) He's stumbling over a lot of the words except and then the seagull came Mm -hmm. and the shark came like other than like the big details that will get them in trouble. Like you were saying, he's leave. He he stumbles over the words and leaves out like whole words and then just is like grumbling and muttering and. and...
0: Yeah. So this is not necessarily like the best friend you want to have at your side when your parents are yelling at you because he makes it worse.
1: (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) He's a, And I didn't realize this until recently, or basically until viewing the movie for you guys. I hate characters like Flounder. He is the Gilligan. He is the Screech. He is that character that the whole reason he's around is just to move the plot along, say the thing that's going to like get everyone in trouble, and move it to the next conflict. It's like, oh, Flounder stinks. He's... <laughs>
0: In this minute, definitely. In the whole movie, I don't feel like that's the case. I think he does a lot more good throughout the film, but in this minute, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. And and he makes he he doesn't really do well at storytelling. And except
0: he is good at um, performing characters.
1: Performing characters. When
0: the shark's there, he looks like the shark.
1: There is, uh, or at least a shark, but there is a moment. When he's talking about the about the seagull coming, mm-hmm. and his animation looks, looks exactly exactly like Scuttle.
0: Yeah, they basically just like shape him like Scuttle for a second, his face at least. Yes, um, and and they make his uh, his like head fin look like Scuttle's feathers on his head. Yes, yes, uh, and so he is good at that part of storytelling, but not really the rest of it. Right, uh, and boy does he. Make it worse. And I'm really curious about why. Triton. King Triton gets upset when he. When he says seagull. And that means surface. He was not upset about them getting chased by a giant shark.
1: Well he's probably like. It's Ariel. At least she did go to the surface. So
0: when. when, when When he hears. And they were attacked by a giant shark. And it almost got them. Well it's better than human stuff.
1: Yes. And, and then, then,
0: and then his worst fear—it's like—and then human stuff.
1: What? What? <laughs> you went up to the surface again, didn't you? Yes. Uh, and when, when, when King Triton clicks that
0: seagulls, seagulls mean means surface,
1: surface means humans. danger means humans. Flounder swims behind Ariel's huge red hair mm-hmm. and looks absolutely. Terrified
0: Because he said the wrong thing, and he knows that it's the wrong thing. And then, Ariel looks real upset, too.
1: Yes, but then Ariel, like, glares at him, daggers, basically.
0: It's, it's a very mean look, and I'm glad that it doesn't... Like, her character isn't an angry character, because, like, Flounder would be in trouble. I'd be worried that she's going to hurt Flounder, except she never hurts Flounder. Right. Um Which I think is good. But she looks very angry at him, like... Why did you have to say that, flounder? And he was trying to help.
1: Yes.
2: It, it's such a fine line that Ariel is walking, especially in the early part of the movie because she she's sort of overmatched by a lot personality-wise by a lot of the characters in the movie. Sebastian's more fun, Ursula is a bigger, more boisterous character. So, I don't think it would take a lot for the audience to turn on Ariel, so they can't have her get too um cross with flounder because flounder's pretty you know is is presented as a pretty harmless well-meaning character so it's a good you know give her give him a little side eye but don't have her like like be nasty to flounder because the audience especially at this point they would turn on her because she she's a little bland she she's the ingenue that's carrying the story and she, she's in a movie with a lot of like bigger than life characters so it's a good thing that they uh They were careful with that. Yeah, I'm
0: glad that they didn't lean into that. And it it, it is limited to just that look in that moment. And then she moves on from it, uh, which is a good lesson for people to learn. You know, sometimes people are going to do things that frustrate you. And it's important to move on from it and not let it linger too long. Because then it just propagates unhappiness.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh As we're dealing with like this whole conversation, we get some shots from like the front and the back of King Triton. His crown looks the same both ways. Like when you see it from behind, it looks just like it did from the front, which makes me think it looks like it's instead of like a crown or a tiara, even it looks like it would be like a headband that you just put straight down on your head and it has the spikes on it.
1: But then you get shots where, where like we it, see it looks later. like it's...
0: It is a crown. Like, we know it's a crown crown later right. in the movie. But at this point, it looks like he's just kind of got a headband <laughs> with the spikes. Huh. I thought that was a little odd. Yeah. Um, do we have a reason why King Triton is more upset about humans than sharks?
2: Yeah. You know, because he's the king of sharks. <laughs> sharks are, yeah. are
0: part of his domain.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I, I I don't really think he really realizes, like, no, they, they would eat your kid, but he, I think he feels in control of sharks, and humans, and the world of land, those are the things that scare him more, because he doesn't understand them, and he doesn't have control over them.
1: He, which, with the control, he blames humans for killing Athena, his wife. There has been some conflict over whether it was Ursula that killed her, but like some people That's say, not indicated in the so, film is it? No, some people say that that Ursula killed Athena, but where most, is that indicated from? I I, I, I saw I've never it heard on that time. one. However, most people say that it was a ship or a hook or a Captain Hook that.
0: Some pirates.
1: Some pirates. Who
0: maybe have a history of attacking mermaids. Who,
1: who killed Athena. And I think that that tracks more, and that would be why. He is afraid of humans and afraid of what they could do, Mm -hmm. which leads to tomorrow's minute a lot more. Is that
0: in tomorrow's minute he specifically mentioned something about that? Yes. Okay, then I will save more discussion on that till tomorrow.
2: It'd be so great if they could tie this movie into the uh, Tom Hanks in the same universe as a Tom Hanks movie, Captain Phillips, if those were the pirates (laughs) that I got her as well. (laughs) You have a little crossover. It's like who's the captain now? And the, I thought you yeah. were
0: gonna say the Tom Hanks film Splash because we've already discussed uh, this film was almost canceled because Disney was working on a sequel to Splash. Oh gosh! So they, maybe they, they, that also ties into Captain Phillips. It all <laughs> comes together. Away. And and
2: <laughs> this is a world where everyone looks like Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all out of notes. As am I. Uh, I am I. I am I uh, am I am tapped out, so okay.
1: That's all we have for you today. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at duelinggenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all dueling genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute on email at as Disney Animation Minute at gmail.com and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found
2: at uh, CosmicGeppetto.com. Um, we're also on Apple Podcasts, both the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, where we talk about books, movies, comics, um basically whatever we feel like, pop culture. It's a weekly show. We've been doing it for about two years. We are getting very close to our 100th episode, which is amazingly exciting. Uh, and we've had... uh what tell you what started off is us just talking about the movies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become uh, much bigger and crazier. We've had uh, some amazing guests, um, uh, musicians and writers and comic book artists, um, and uh, just... A, great time and we want It'd be great for everyone to join us and uh we also did minute of darkness also available on uh apple podcast that uh, we completed recently where we talk uh bro- break down minute by minute the uh, sam Raimi classic army of darkness and uh yeah give it a listen
1: yeah definitely go do that until next time thank you for making us part of your world